pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. They say we're the weaker sex, but I don't know about that for sure. Female killers plotting mass murder? Kind of hard to believe, but true. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Let's kick it off with a young lady named Lindsay Savannarath. Listen. Lindsay Savannarath was 26 and a recent college graduate living at home with her parents in Geneva, Illinois, when she met James Gamble on Facebook. He was 22, unemployed, and living with his parents in Halifax, Canada. Their online relationship blossomed, so they moved to Tumblr, where they shared their darkest obsession with the Columbine Massacre. They encouraged violence in one another while creating a plan to create their own massacre in a public arena. As they courted each other online, their plan became clearer. The loner virgins dreamed up their own version of a Columbine-style attack for Valentine's Day at a Canadian mall. They romanticized about the carnage they would create. Then they would consummate their love for the first time and kill themselves. That was the plan when Lindsay Savannaroth hopped a plane in Illinois, headed for Halifax, Canada. You know, I hardly know where to start. That was Dave Mack joining us from Crime Online. You know, I'd love to go to uh, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Levi Page. With me, an all-star panel, Kirk Nurmi, Jody Arias, former lawyer. I know you hate to be introduced that way, but that's your fault, Nurmi. Your fault totally, not mine. <laughs> Author of Trapped with Miss Arias, parts two and three, my final words. I'm not so sure they're final. Dr. Bethany Marshall, renowned psychoanalyst, joining us from Beverly Hills at DrBethanyMarshall.com. Director, Cold Case Research Institute crime scene expert Cheryl McCollum and of course Levi Page but I'm gonna have to go with Dr. Bethany Marshall again okay Dr. Bethany help me please whatever happened to dinner in a movie I mean really (laughs) you meet somebody online and 
Okay, I, I hate to boil this down to bad relationships, but why do you pick a 22-year-old man who is unemployed and living with his parents? Why? Why? And she's a college... Help me, Bethany. <laughs> and She's a 26-year-old college grad. She is a college graduate, but all of these homicidal fantasies she's having, going to a mall, being like the Columbine killers, glorifying them... All of these homicidal fantasies seem to be wrapped up in some kind of a love uh, relationship with him. It's as if the idea of killing is cementing her relationship with him, like some sort of a Bonnie and Clyde, as if she doesn't, as if she's unable to use her feminine charms, being a woman, her brain, being a college graduate in order to start a relationship with somebody. Okay, right there. Right there, you're bothering me, Bethany. Dr. Bethany, you're bothering me. Because why do women have to go around, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to another expert because I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> I'm going to go to Cheryl McCollum. Cheryl, if I thought I had to use my feminine charms to snare my husband... I would still be alone in my apartment reading case files, okay? You, you can't plot to get somebody. You have to just be yourself and find the right person or let them just basically fall on your head. You don't use charms. And Cheryl McCollum, did you hear the part which Bethany Marshall conveniently ignored? where they want to have a mass shooting spree at a mall, then consummate their love. In other words, have sex. What, right there by the bloody bodies? Cheryl, help me, because Bethany, you're not helping me. Well, when you're a loner virgin, I mean, to me, that's putting a whole lot of pressure on that poor boy that, you know, you're going to be able to do this one time, one time only in the middle of this event. So the whole thing is ridiculous, Nancy. And, you know, for me... It sounds almost like the freaky incels. That's Jackie's observation here in the studio. You know, the involuntary celibates. But here's one difference. They have found each other online, albeit in their parents' of basements, course. respectively. But what... Okay, Bethany, I'm going to go out on a limb and go back to you. All right. Uh, Bethany, the thought of shooting up a mall and they fantasize about the bloody carnage they're leaving behind... Right. And then they're, what, going to have sex across from the Cinnabon? How's that supposed to work? Okay, so here, here's what I'm thinking. Instead of using the normal dating rituals, I think I was trying to say, instead of, like, asking each other out on a date, you know, like you said. Oh, I love popcorn. this. Dr. <laughs> Bethany Marshall, erase, erase, Jurassic erase, didn't say that. <laughs> Go ahead and let's see Bethany Marshall do the backstroke. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of this feminine charms kind of thing. I think what I was trying to say was... Yeah, you better dig deep and get out of that. They're using something other than attachment, the slow unfolding process of getting to know each other, dating, involving each other in each other's communities, something other than that to cement their relationship. They're using gore, homicidal fantasies, the idea of people running away in terror, the idea of having a paranoid relationship with the world, that they're at the top and everybody else is against them, that is the fabric of the relationship. That is the glue that is holding both of them together. And I would guess that both of them are very strange, isolated loners 
who have no other way to form connections with people other than terrorizing, much like the flasher on the street corner who like opens his uh, trench coat and tries to frighten people and sees them running away. That's his only way to feel alive and to feel connected and to feel attached is to strike terror in the heart of other people. That, that these two killers, potential killers, don't have normal ways to bond with each other. I knew somehow you were going to work sex into this, but I didn't know how, even though it's a flasher opening his raincoat. You did say something that really made sense to me, and that was the fabric of their relationship because it's changed over the years, but now what David and I talk about the most is the twins, uh, their school, their school projects, uh, their scouting, their this, their that, their health, blah, 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 blah. And are they online too much? Should we have given them their phone? Just all that. That is the fabric. That's what we talk about. These two talk about blood and gore. Also in the studio with me, in addition to Jackie, is Brett. Brett, you're not married yet, right? Nope. Okay. All right. Just so you know, this young lady who's fairly attractive called herself, is this correct? Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Her nickname is Nightmare Nazi? What can you tell me about this woman? So, Nancy, she actually came up with that nickname because it was a character that she developed when she was 16 years old at a high school in Geneva, Illinois, outside of Chicago. And it was a role-playing uh, extracurricular activity that she did at high school. And most of the people in this club would role-play warriors or sorcerers, something out of Harry Potter, but when she was 16 years old, she developed a character, sort of her alter ego, called Nightmare Nazi. And she drew this villainous-looking woman with a long coat, a gas mask. She carried a sword. She had the Nazi symbol on her. And that was back in 2008. And then she became a member on white supremacist communities. She was quoted praising David Duke a former Grand Wizard of the KKK, and she posted fondly about Dylan Roof, who was the racist, terroristic murderer that gunned down several people in a church in Charleston, South Carolina. As they were praying, Dylan Roof, as I recall, comes into a predominantly African-American church, waits until everybody's praying, and I know that moment. You get to a certain point in in the church service and everyone prays and then you go into the Lord's Prayer. It was right then, while everyone had their eyes closed, that Dylan Ruth opens fire and this is who she seeks out. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. 
Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Women masterminding mass killings. That's what we're talking about, and we're kicking it off with the self-named nightmare Nazi. Okay, her name is Lindsay Savannarath, and I want you to take into an RCMP press conference. Take a listen. Information gathered suggested that a 19-year-old Timberly male and a 23-year-old Geneva, Illinois female had access to firearms, and it was their intention to go to a public venue in the Halifax region on February 14th with a goal of opening fire to kill citizens and then themselves. Evidence also suggested that two other males, aged 20 and 17, of Halifax and Cole Harbor, respectfully, were involved. Their role is still to be determined as part of the investigation. Had they been able to carry out their intentions, the possibility for um, a large loss of life was definitely was definitely there. I would classify it as a, uh, a group of individuals that um, had some beliefs and were willing to carry out violent acts against citizens. We had members of the Geneva High School Drama Club a 16-year-old Lindsay Savannah Ruth to immediately pick a character and improv. They were expecting a sorceress, an elf, uh, a Valkyrie, a female warrior. But this very shy and clean-cut teenager chose something very, very different and showed them a detailed pencil drawing of Nightmare Nazi. That was her persona. Joining me right now is a man who knows all about devilish female killers. Now, he won't say a word about his client, Jody Arias, being a killer because he had to devote a lot of his legal career to proving she was not a killer. Kirk Nermy is with me, author of Trapped with Miss Arias, parts two and three. My final words, you can find it on Amazon, and it is quite the read from that point of view as her defense attorney. Kirk Nermy, you thought you had it bad. This woman actually calls herself Nightmare Nazi. What about that? Yeah, I mean, we can see these, what we talked about, what Dr. Bethany brought up, I think is so important because this Nightmare Nazi, she's a teenager, she's quiet, She's a little troubled, but we don't see any action. But when she connects through this true crime community, she finds a partner in that action, and the vision becomes romanticized, and the killing becomes romanticized at any cost, and that becomes the sole focus of their life. It's like a merger of these two sparks of, 
of destruction. You know, I love the way you seized on the word teen, because when she presented herself as Nightmare Nazi, she was a teen in high school. She's 26 now, still living with her parents, and sparked up a flame online with another deadbeat living with his parents, unemployed 22-year-old. Guys, the photo that she, the, the picture she drew included trench coat, jack boots, gas mask, those of an SS soldier, skeletal hands clutching a dagger. That was who her alter ego is. Okay, guys, take a listen to our friends at CBS. Lindsay Savannah's parents traveled to Canada from Illinois to learn their daughter's fate. She pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit murder after plotting a massacre at the mall. Today, she was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 10 years. It certainly sends a clear message that anyone who would think of participating in something to this uh, extreme, the random uh, killing of innocent citizens uh, will suffer very serious consequences. Back in February 2015, Savannah wasn't worried about that. I've purchased the plane ticket. I'm leaving for Canada tomorrow, and the only way I'm coming back is in a body bag, she wrote to a friend. Seven and a half weeks earlier, she met Nova Scotian James Gamble online. The two quickly bonded over a shared fascination of the Columbine Massacre, chatting online every day, planning to open fire in the food court at the Halifax Shopping Centre. Gamble had already tried to partner with his best friend, Randy Shepard. But while Shepard supported the plan, he wanted Gamble to kill him before the massacre itself. What a bunch of... of crazy homicidal maniac stewing in the same pot and i'm looking at the drawing she made and this is in high school and it's really scary her persona alter ego the nightmare nazi has the face covered holding a giant kind of like the grim reaper and holding a giant dagger the good news they caught her and her creepy boyfriend, I guess still hiding out in his parents' basement, before they could unleash a hail of bullets at the Cinnabon and the Spencer's Gift and the J.C. Penney's uh, flagship mall. Long story short, how do women end up planning a homicide of this nature? Mass killing. Luckily, we have a shrink and a crime scene expert to figure it out. But I want you to listen now to another young miss. Her name, Brienne Basaric. Listen to our friends at CBS Fort Miami. A Florida stripper has been charged with threatening a mass shooting. Lakeland police say 31-year-old Brienne Basarich posted about her homicidal urges on social media under the username Taking Lives. According to an arrest affidavit, she said she had a vision of a bar or club with only one entrance and exit, and that she planned to purchase an AR-15, quote, soonish and bay news nine reports she described herself as a great admirer of serial killers and mass murderers a great admirer of serial killers and mass murderers her nickname uh, her handle her moniker is taking lives okay cheryl mccollum sadly you and i have been many a strip club oh yeah usually in the off hours and they're really <laughs> nasty in the daytime I've been there inside in the parking lot trying to find witnesses. So this is a stripper. And you know there's that stereotype like kind of, uh, what was it with Julia Robertson, pretty woman. So she's this good-hearted hooker. Mm -hmm. Well, 
That may have been true with Julia Roberts. Absolutely. But in this case, very rarely do you find the heart of gold stripper or uh, a stripper putting herself through college or just trying to get her children through private school. That is a crock of BS. Okay? That's not true, men. They just want your money. When they look at you, they don't think you're handsome. They think you're an ATM machine. And it works. So here we have a stripper who's not necessarily, after all, her client's money, if you can call them clients, but she is, quote, taking lives. Why do men cling to the idea of the good-hearted stripper? I mean, Cheryl McCollum, you and I have had to look for witnesses at strip clubs. It ain't all that, Cheryl. It is not all that, Nancy. No, it's usually a very sad story if you get to it. Most strippers have been Truth. abused and most are strung out. So it's really not a, a Julia Roberts Pretty Woman movie at all. What concerns me about this story is you have a woman that has picked a soft target, which most of them do. And a soft, you know, what I mean by a soft target is there's not going to be a lot of guns where they're going. There's not going to be anybody that's probably going to stand up and stop them. So people tend to pick churches. They pick workplaces where they know there's not weapons. They pick schools, things of that nature. So here, that's what she's done as well. They also tend to have this fantasy of fame and notoriety of some form. They want to go out in a blaze of glory. They want people to know them. A lot of people are chasing Columbine. They want that number. So that's the thing as a criminologist that concerns me about what I'm hearing. Well, what do you mean by they want that number, that number of yeah, dead they bodies? Want to be, this is the worst mass shooting in American history. This is the worst mass shooting in the world. They want that number, which is another reason there there's an argument that we don't publicize their names anymore. We don't talk about them anymore. You know, we should talk only about the victims. So hopefully that will deter people from chasing that goal of I want to be known as what Columbine got. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
stories with Nancy Grace. We are talking about, uh, it's against every stereotype you've imagined, young women, and I've noticed they are all fairly young, Jackie, um, who fantasize not about walking down the aisle or a big career or moving to New York City or being a star, going to vet school or being a doctor. They dream of mass murder, and it is a contradiction, uh, a great, a deep, divide uh, and a contradiction of what we expect of women mass killer wannabes and uh, uh, Bethany take a listen again to our friends at CBS 4 this is Matt Uris a Florida stripper has been charged with threatening a mass shooting Lakeland police say 31 year old Brian Basarich posted about her homicidal urges on social media under the username Taking Lives. According to an arrest affidavit, she said she had a vision of a bar or club with only one entrance and exit, and that she planned to purchase an AR-15, quote, soonish. And Bay News 9 reports she described herself as a great admirer of serial killers and mass murderers. Guys, we're talking now about a Florida stripper arrested for threatening mass shooting after admitting she had urges to kill, wanting to buy an AR-15, and having a prophetic vision of a single exit bar or club on a busy night on social media. It sounds a lot like Pulse. Do you remember that uh, to you, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining me out of L.A.? Sounds a lot like she was having visions of the Pulse nightclub. Nancy, can I where piggyback the mass on that? Went what, down. what were you saying, Bethany? Well, I just what Cheryl said about these women wanting to be famous is so important. They do confuse infamy with being famous. There's a large copycat component to this, like the Pulse nightclub. I decided to do a little experiment before today's show, Nancy. Instead of oh, looking Lord. at all the literature and thinking deeply about all of this, I decided to pay attention to what you and the guests were saying and analyze it like I would a patient. And what I'm hearing is that these women's crimes follow the same trajectory as male crimes, which is so unusual. Men who have school shootings always want that fish in a barrel quality, one entrance, one exit, the doors are locked, they're at the top of the stairs, the victims are at the bottom, um, there's a power imbalance. Often the fantasies foment during high school the idea that they are at some lower rung or being bullied by peers, and they're going to correct that power imbalance through school shootings or through idealizing the Columbine shooters. And then the final element, and we see this with men and now with women, that they always romanticize the crimes through online writing, through relationships, through poems, um, through glorifying, and now most recently through memes that they think a lot about this and they confess their homicidal fantasies ahead of time. And there seems to be an element of a compulsion. All of these women said that they were thinking about it, that they were, were homicidal. A compulsion is a buildup of feelings outside of awareness that can only be neutralized by an act, meaning there's all kinds of horrible feelings that they're not processing. And the idea of killing people neutralizes all of these horrible underlying feelings so that becomes their only raison d'etre in life. That's the only thing they can think about is neutralizing feelings of being inadequate by killing other people. I'm reading her post, and it says in, in big letters, I had a vision, dot, 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 
of a very public place, only one way in and one way out, preferably a bar slash club on a busy night. This year has a lot in store if my plans go according. All right, then, hashtag fingers crossed, hashtag bar, hashtag club. Anonymous asks her, what well, do you need an AR? And, and they're talking, of course, about an AR-15. What do you need an AR for? And she responds, for shooting. And does the emoji of the sticking the tongue out and the smiley face. Uh, now, what we are looking at is a young woman homicidal bent who seems to have a double life. She has a job, albeit as a stripper. She's really physically pretty. Her face is also pretty, but this is what's going on in that head. You know, to you, Kirk Nurmi, who defended Jody Arias, now convicted in the brutal murder of her lover, Travis Alexander, so many people believe Jody Arias is beautiful. She still gets love letters, marriage proposals behind bars. But there's totally snakes in her head. Obviously, Kirk, I'm a trial lawyer, not a shrink, with all the words that Bethany has. But I think snakes in her head is a pretty good way to describe Jody Arias and this woman, too. I mean, on the outside, they look so normal. How long did you have to talk to Arias before she realized, while she's not legally insane, there are snakes in her head? Well, I think snakes in the head is a good example. And the problem is, Nancy, that these people want to release these snakes, right? They get this vision. They want to release it. And part of it is, I think Dr. Bethany said this, there is a quest for notoriety. There is a quest for fame. I mean, we saw in Jody Arias's case, she gave interviews days after she was arrested and was on CBS 48 Hours a couple days when she was um, after she was extradited to California. So there is this quest for attention to release these snakes and to be seen as someone prominent, someone who wants admiration. And as we see, there is a circle of admiration, right? We see Miss Basharish had a had an admiration for the school shooters and and things like that, and they they want that sort of fame and adulation themselves, and that's part of their releasing those snakes onto the world. Now she states that she adored and supported Dylan Roof, and does everybody remember who Dylan Roof is? For those of you that don't recall, the Devil's Minion straight from hell. Levi Page, who's Dylan Roof? So Dylan Roof was a young man in South Carolina that gunned down several people in Emanuel Church, a predominantly African-American church, nine people. As they were praying, they invited him into their church, Nancy, treated him very kindly, and in return he took out a gun and gunned nine of them down as they prayed. And she posted a video in one of his court appearances where he spoke. And she said that he had, quote, an adorable voice. And when members of this Tumblr community were responding to her saying why she's posting him, why she likes him, she says, quote, I adore and support him and have from day one. She also was a big supporter of Nicholas Cruz, who was the shooter in the Florida high school in Parkland. Parkland. She posted his baby pictures and talked about how cute he was. Okay, I just had to drink that in for a moment. Because I have a picture of my husband that um, his, his mom, his dad had a fall and passed away just suddenly. Then just a few months after that, his mom passed away, just covered in cancer. And 
David's sister went through a lot of their things and brought us a picture of David as a little boy. He looks like he's about two or three. And Miss Lynch actually had his little boot, booties bronzed. And they're there. And I have that out for the twins to look at. I don't have any baby pictures. By the time my parents had their third child, I have like one picture. And it's of me and, and my sister. It's of my sister and I happen to be in the background. <laughs> Long story short, you have to really love somebody to put up their baby pictures. All right? To put up their baby pictures. And she put up Dylan Roof's. Is that what you said, Levi? She had Dylan Roof's baby pictures? She posted Dylan Roof, but the baby pictures were of Nicholas Cruz the school shooter at the high school. Oh, the Parkland shooter. Okay, glad you clarified that for me. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about women, female, mass killer wannabes. What is going on in their mind? And the reason it's such a phenomenon is that not only do we have completely incorrect stereotypes of women, but not only that, they seem to blend in to society. You would never know. They're at home plotting a mass killing. You know, to you, Dr. Bethany Marshall, somebody, in addition to me, was talking about this woman, this one, uh, Basarich, and how beautiful she is. She's a stripper gorgeous body, beautiful, really pretty face. There's some, oh, 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 this is what led me to it, Dr. Bethany. She thinks that, I think she said Dylan Roof, the guy that unleashed a hail of bullets on innocent worshipers at a church in Charleston, South Carolina, killing nine African-American victims. She thought his voice was adorable. And that immediately made me think of Scott Peterson. And once again, was it HBO or was it Netflix that has just done a, a documentary on Scott Peterson? Nobody in this room saw it. What? A&A. Oh, was it A&E? That painted him out to be innocent. Ridiculous. He is not innocent. And everybody's sending me hate mail because I know he's guilty. I don't understand that. But my point is, Dr. Bethany, 
so many people thought Scott Peterson was handsome and attractive, college degree, good job. When I looked at him, I just saw a big liar. Bethany, you know those men? I, I've just got to tell you about this guy. That's at, he's a dad at the children's school. And every time he walks in, and I don't really know him as a person, he looks like he has just come out of an ad from J. Crew. Why does, I, when I look at Scott Peterson, I just see the devil. And everything he says is a lie. Everything. What he told Amber Fry, his unwitting mistress, what he told his wife, his family, everybody. How can you look at someone knowing what they've done and think they're attractive? I, I don't know. Because these that. women, like this stripper, are they're connecting and fusing elements that should not be fused together. Imagine if you're raised in a household, and I'm not sure if this was the case with this stripper, but if you're raised in a household where your parent loves you, feeds you, puts food on the table, but brutalizes you, hits you, molests you, then you fuse sex, love, and violence, just like metal on metal. You cannot pry it apart. So this stripper fuses sex. She's a stripper, power, having power over the men in the club, exploitation, using them like wallets, extracting money from them, death, killing, and idealizing the Parkland shooter. It's as if death, violence, aggression, love, sex, they're all one and the same. They cannot be distinguished. So if you interviewed this stripper, you would find that in, in the matrix of her mind and in every relationship in her life, all of these elements would come together in some particular way. In other words, there is no, probably no pure relationship in her life where there's mutuality and respect and support and innocence. All, the, the, the sex and the violence probably infiltrates every attachment system. Guys, I've told you about two female mass killer wannabes. Well, have no fear. I've got a third. Take a listen to our friends at 13 ABC News. Authorities say 23-year-old Elizabeth LaCron worshipped other mass murderers like Dylan Roof and the Columbine High School shooters. She referred to them as godlike. FBI agents foiled her plot to commit an attack at an identified second-floor bar in Toledo. She noted that there were two ways in and out of the bar, which could be used as an advantage when police and emergency responders arrived. It is chilling to think what would have happened if Ms. LaCron had been able to act on her plan. FBI agents say the Toledo woman wrote letters and sent books to the Charleston church shooter, Dylan Roof. She allegedly told him, I've been thinking about you a lot and decided to send you books every two weeks. The convicted killer has only responded to four individuals and LaCron is one of them. Well, that's certainly something out of all the love letters, hate mail, and fan mail that this serial killer gets behind bars. Dylan Roof, the Charleston church shooter, mass killer, he has only responded to four. I guess that's her uh, trophy that Dylan Roof, the serial killer, responded to her. I'm talking about a young woman named Elizabeth LeCron. To you, Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, who is this woman? So Elizabeth LeCron is 23 years old, and she, along with her also 23-year-old boyfriend, Vincent Armstrong, planned to carry out an attack on a bar in Toledo. She visited multiple times. She was a regular there. She wanted to learn the landscape to, quote, get a tactical advantage. There were two exits, only two ways out. This is a particular bar in Toledo she chose. 
and she was charged with conspiring from with her boyfriend Armstrong from 2018 of April to December 10th, 2018, to carry out an attack there. They met online. They started dating a few months later, and then they moved in with each other. And when police went to the residence after they were tipped off about these two, it was filled with weapons and ammunition. Guys, take a listen now to CBS Evening News correspondent Jeff Peaks. The FBI said today Elizabeth LeCron was obsessed with the idea of carrying out a mass murder. She told an undercover agent that she wanted to target a Toledo bar. She also discussed bombing a pipeline or attacking a farm. Jeff Fortunato is with the FBI. She stated she had been involved in a plan to commit an upscale mass murder, as she called it. According to court documents, LaCron was active on social media. On Tumblr, she posted photographs and comments glorifying mass murders like the Columbine shooters and Dylan Roof. Roof, a white supremacist, shot and killed nine African-Americans in a Charleston, South Carolina church in 2015. In the weeks leading up to her arrest, LaCron wrote to Roof in prison. According to court papers, he wrote back asking her to mail him several books about civil uprisings and the Nazis. So you think after doing some hard jail time, Dylan Roof would be uh, uh, finding another direction in his life. Instead, he's asking for books on mass killing, civil disruption, and Nazis. And this woman, Elizabeth LeCron, only too happy to oblige him. Take a listen to our friends at ABC. This is Tom Lamas. Federal investigators had been watching this woman for months after a tip came in that she expressed wanting to launch a violent attack. Just a few days ago, she allegedly bought supplies used in pipe bombs, and that's when authorities moved in. The FBI arresting 23-year-old Elizabeth LeCron, alleging she was arming up to possibly blow up a bar in Ohio. She stated she had been involved in a plan to commit an upscale mass murder, as she called it, and her master plan was to commit an attack at a bar in the city of Toledo. The FBI says she was in possession of an AK-47, a shotgun, handguns, large amounts of ammo, and recently purchased two pounds of gunpowder and more than 600 screws. Of course, the screws are to make a, a homemade bomb where they fly out uh, and harm and kill people when the bomb explodes. Not only that, she'd been staking out a particular bar. The manager says she had become a regular, was very nice to other people, and the bar had only two exits, just like in her dreams. Guys, female mass killers exist. Don't stereotype. These women are not at home knitting and making homemade meals. That's not what's going on up here. You know, it's hard to take the mask off a killer and reveal what's underneath. But that is a task for Lady Justice. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And- 